Hello, and welcome to the NatureWise podcast. We're talking about ancient wisdom, natural intelligence, and the regenerative revolution with inspiring guests, tips, tools, and stories that reconnect you to nature's wisdom and your inner wisdom. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Let's get started. Good morning, Poppy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, our friends out there. Welcome to Shamanic Sundays. Thank you for being here today with us. My name is Kimberly Pinkson. I am here with my dad, Dr. Tom Pinkson, who has been a pioneer in bringing shamanic wisdom into the West to the the people of the North who one of his mentors said are lost and need help. And so he has been a bridge builder and it's my honor and my sister's honor and our kids honor and so many of the people that he has worked with to be able to learn from him. And we created Shamanic Sundays to be able to create another channel, literally and figuratively for him to be able to share his teachings. So Thank you all for being here, and good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, we love to see in the chat where you where you're coming from. If you want to share any notes, questions, we've got that too. So let's start off, Poppy. Can you do a little welcome prayer for us, or perhaps even I was thinking of you know just maybe a, like two rounds of the the welcome song, the the Chumash welcome song. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Okay. Sending out some blessings from Mother Earth through the sage, spirit, Pankreos, and welcome in good medicine for our lives here on this Sunday that we're gifted to have the life force flowing into us from the great spirit. So welcome that in with gratitude to the Chumash ancestor spirits and the people here today for this song, Grandfather Simu. Hey, 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 oh. sensitivity of these beautiful bodies our spirits are living in to be able to literally feel the, the, the intake of the life force energy flowing into us. Oh, opening to receive it and letting it flow into and through us and strengthening our immune systems and all our tendons and ligaments and organs and glands and circulatory and respiratory, all the wonderful, amazing processes taking place inside of our physical bodies right now promoting our health and our wellness and we 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 can strengthen that whole process as we join with our awareness into it with gratitude for that wisdom that lives inside of us through grace of the creative powers of the universe great spirit we give thanks to you for this day and this opportunity to be in these bodies and connect 
in our awareness through this this technology with Kimberly and Nicole make uh, learning how to make happen in such a good way. Thank you. And thank you for the lives of everyone listening. And may we be good channels for opening to you, Spirit, and how you might guide us on our lives today. Oh, Amprios. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I go on and on and on, but I figured you had some questions to ask. Yeah, we do. We do. We got an, an email with a question, someone asking about the one of the sort of traditional beliefs and, and aspects of shamanism and someone looking toward a shaman for support or assistance is the shaman's training and capacity to, to work between dimensions, to see beyond what we might in the Western world think is like our limited here and now. Right. So, um, so the question was really like, what are some of the tools that we can use as we're trying to remember that there's more going on here than we think, or that we just see in the everyday? So let me just make sure I'm, I'm getting the question right. I can read it directly. What is the shaman's role in opening up other dimensions of reality? And how can we use that in our daily life? Well, the shaman's role is opening up an access to the deeper dimensions of, of reality. That is the shamanic role, and the purpose of doing that depends upon the values of the particular shaman, because as each of us has to face every day with every breath, what are we going to use our, that power coming into us of life? What are we going to use it for? Are we going to use it for serving good in the world, or are we going to use it for selfish, uh, uh, ego-based, just it's all about me, get my what I want, but who cares about the consequences or how it might be helpful to others. So you might say the dark road or the light road. That's up to the shaman. For me, I, I, I try to open up to the light road and bring it into the dark places inside of me so I can shine brighter, what, uh, be a more open channel for whatever spirit wants to bring through me because that's what I, I I try to surrender to instead of like with these answering responses to the questions. It's not you spoke about my teachings. It's not really my teachings. It's a tradition. It's a tradition that goes all the way back to the very beginning with all of our ancestors, the shamanic people, and that they were all working to to open up access to that deeper reality, which they knew was the deeper reality than the world of physical appearance. And so the shaman was the person who felt a, a predilection, a call in one way or another to like be working that channel all the time, not just sometimes. So practices, what kind of practical practices can we make in our daily lives without having to um, be an apprentice in, into a shamanism? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or we, we can't, what, I, what my understanding was from the question, like as we're going through our daily life, we don't always have a shaman sitting next to us or sitting in circle with us. So like, how can we bring those principles in when you're not when we're not sitting here on shamanic Sundays with you or in circle with you or um... everything starts with intention. So the birthing process starts with a seed being planted. And so if the seed you want to plant is to raise your consciousness, expand the breadth and, and deepen the roots of your consciousness to a broader bandwidth than that which is confined and constricted by ego identity. So not saying anything bad about ego, just don't let it run the show. There's there's a bigger power in the show. And, and so how can we connect with that? So it starts with intention, with this desire to connect with the deeper reality. So given that uh, intention, 
taken ownership of it. What can I do with who I am, you know, whoever, not just talking about me personally, but as a general I, of uh, people listening, what can I do to uh, connect with that that deeper spirit, a great spirit? So intention, you choose to you, you choose to honor that that's something you like. And one of the most helpful things for me, I've talked about this before, but I'll always keep coming back to it. When it comes from the recognition that we are stardust, our bodies, physical planes, stardust, and we're fueled by stardust every day with life force energy. And so what's the purpose of the stardust? Why, 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 are we, why are we here? Composed of and fueled by stardust. It's to help us wake up and remember the truth of who we are. We're more than our physical bodies and whatever our physical bodies and emotional and psychological bodies, minds might be going through. <clears throat> we're more than that. We're way, way more than that. In fact, we're part of and connected and attuned always. Well, not always attuned, but that's, that's the word. But we're always connected with the infinite uh, creative wisdom power of the universe. As human beings, we are both uh, embedded in that field and it's in us. We're in it and it's in us. And so we have the potential to access it uh, anytime we want with the, with the intention to do so. And then letting go, like pulling a plug on, on the energy of identification of myself as an ego in a physical body. So it's not denying any of that. It's just opening up to there's more to me than that. Every morning when the sun comes up, it shows us the power of illumination, of light to cut through the darkness. This little light I hold up here doesn't look like much now, but if it were turned all the lights off in the room, you'd see the power, and we all know it, of the candle to illuminate the darkness. So that, that's a metaphor for us. So when you get up in the morning, you know, go to the east. Maybe the sun hasn't come up yet. You're an early riser. Well, just get ready and wait for it to come up and uh, be facing the east. Maybe you're a late riser for whatever reason. But if you get it whenever you get up, um, go to the east and, and see what's happening over there in the east. And there's this huge cosmic power that the Great Spirit gives us every morning with full of medicine and, and communication of wisdom and transformational power. It's, it's communicating always, and it's life force fuel. So we can think of ourselves as we get up in the morning as like an empty container, and just like we need to go get breakfast to give your physical body some energy to, you know, to do the, do the day, fill up your energy body, fill up your spiritual body with that, that fuel of, of stardust pouring out from Father, Son, and, and recognize, wow, if, that, if Father, Son wasn't up there putting out that light, it'd be perpetual night. And there would be a whole different situation for life on this earth. In fact, ultimately, there probably wouldn't be any life. There you go. There's a free source every morning to help you remember the power of light to cut through darkness, to fuel your batteries, to charge you up, and, and charge up whatever your intentions are as you go through the day, if this be your intention, to try to keep your awareness attuned to the presence of the great infinite wisdom power of the universe flowing through you for however you want to co-create with it in terms of your, your, your physical being, your emotional being, your, your spiritual being, your life, your relationships. Every instant of being alive, Spirit's given us the opportunity to co-create what we want to experience in the moment. Start the day off honoring your intention, hook up to that fuel source, fill yourself up, and you got a good start for the day. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Last week, we talked a lot about the power of setting intention. And um, it was so cool because a couple of days after that, I was near Nicole's house and one of her neighbors came over and, you know, kind of motioned for me to roll down the window. And I did. And, and she said, that's so cool. You have a dad who talks about setting intention for the day. And, and I had no idea she was tuning in. So that was really cool to see that and such a good reminder. And um, also just want to remind all of you folks here today to, if you miss any of the sessions, most of them, including some of our technical guffaws are back there on YouTube, Tom Pinkson on YouTube. So you can check those out. So one of the things I want to ask you a question about is you talk a lot about everybody being here for a purpose. We're not here by accident. We have a sacred purpose in being here in a heart path that that we can walk to completion in life, right? And I think there's there's oftentimes, you know, we spend a lot of our time here on earth going, why am I here? What's my purpose? Right. And oftentimes it feels like that is defined by like what our career path is, right? In fact, I, I have a I remember this, well, it's the funniest situation. I met met this um couple of, of guys with my sister and a friend of ours, Sylvia from we we're out and we met them. They were from Germany. And I ended up talking to one of the guys for a few hours because I felt like he was, I don't know, long story, but I felt like he was like kind of lonely and we owed it to him to talk to him. <laughs> and um, that we got into this really funny conversation. And he said, well, you Americans always say, what do you do? And I like to say that in our, our country, we say, who, who are you and what are you about? And I thought that was really interesting and, and such a good reminder. So it kind of makes me think that there's a connection between when you talk about like we're all here for a sacred, you know, sacred reason. And I think of the the darkness that is so prevalent in the news right now and, you know, the, the challenges of the times. And so there seems to not be any coincidence that we're all born at this time right now facing these challenges. So I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit, please. And, and is it about what we do or is it about how we show up? Mm. Is it about what we do or how we show up? Well, how we show up is what we do. <laughs> what do we do with our lives? Yeah, but like, but I remember when I was in college and I was starting a dance company and I was, my job, I needed to be available for rehearsals in the morning and I needed to be available in the afternoons and evenings for the kids, teenagers, for them to practice after school. And so I got a job delivering bagels from the bagel store to all the stores around the, the, the town where we lived. And one of the managers of the store, after a while, you know, we chatted in the mornings, I'd be dropping those bagels off at like 4am. And he's asked me like, why are you doing this? You know, and I explained my situation. And he said, well, how about I give you a job here at the market, Woodlands Market, the guy was David, he was super cool. And he said, because I've never had a bagel delivery person that pays as much attention to cleaning out the container and stacking the bagels in order as you do. And I would love to have a team member like you at the store. So you tell me what hours you want, and you got a job. So it's not just what you do, it's how you show up, right? What energy you bring to something. Yeah, but that's a doing. That, yeah. That is a doing. I guess. But I, okay, so I guess it's like the label, right? Like, I remember when I got <laughs> telling all these personal stories here, but I think hopefully it illustrates the question and brings it home for other folks too. But like when I used to do ballet, you know, I did ballet from the time I was three years old. Then I got hurt really bad when I was 12 and I had to stop for a couple of years. And I remember this total existential crisis, preteen, like 
what am I? I don't have a noun to get like a, a descriptor. Like I am a dancer. I'm not a dancer anymore. I can't, I'm laying on the floor here. So what am I? So you got to help me out here. What is it specifically <laughs> you want me to respond to? I'm hearing the stories, but I'm still not. Yeah. Ready. So um, sorry, I guess I'm not doing a good job getting this across, but like you talk about us being sacred, um, we're luminous beings. Um, we have a sacred purpose, right? But yeah. I think we get, I think, Maybe it's just me, but I, I feel other people talking about it too and people searching for a sense of purpose. Yeah. And like, is that purpose what you're doing like as your career or is that purpose like just how you treat people in the street that you meet in the grocery store at the gas station, that sort of thing? All right, good. That that helps. Okay. Yeah, I, I need help focusing. <laughs> now you guys got all my other stories just for shits and giggles here this morning, but hopefully it helps. <laughs> In our culture, it's rare that the career somebody has is in alignment with what feeds their soul, because our culture doesn't really care about our soul, doesn't at all. It just cares about using us as as clogs in a machine to produce the gluttony of consumer capitalism and keep a system going where one percent of the people profit immensely, and and the rest of the people are lagging way behind and suffering in different ways. So in that kind of a culture, it's rare that, that what one needs to do to make a living to pay the bills uh, feeds the soul. So that's a whole adjustment in and of itself. But the underlying uh, or addressing the, what you're asking me to speak to, our real, our real purpose is on the deepest level. This is my experience. See what it brings up for you who are listening. By the way, listening, I see your names and I, I know you and just send you lots of love and support and appreciation of your lives and, and the work you do in the world. Let me just put this out as a kind of a question. If the essence of our being is love, let's just open our, our imagination and hold that thought for a moment, that that's true. It's not just empty words. But the essence of our being under bones and skin and, and epidermis and story and ego identification, you just keep peeling away. You get to the place where, like, you peel away an atom, there's smaller and smaller. There's nothing there. There's no thing there. It's an energy that's connected with infinite energy. Metaphors for the soul connected with, uh, with spirit, with infinite spirit, with the Holy Spirit. So the essence of our being is love. And suppose we are loved by the creative wisdom power of the universe. It obviously cares enough about us to manifest us. And to uh, the angels of what I call the angels of protection that have brought us this far in our lives, and may that grow stronger through our joining here in Sunday morning service, Shabbatic Sunday service, and it continues to give us the breath of life, which which communicates a message that I the I the creative wisdom power of the universe, I believe in you, I want you took us here, that's why I give you life. And I give you opportunity with, with the mind to learn how to use that instrument of your mind to open yourself to remember, to wake up and remember you're more than what your society has conditioned you to think you are and all of its stories and by which your ego judges yourself more often than not and creates uh, suffering, reactivity and suffering. You're love and you are loved. And what's the purpose of your love? Your love is for giving and opening up to receive and being a channel for healing light and love and waking up, waking up to live love now in this moment of being alive. That's the true deepest purpose for all of us. The expression of that may come out in many different 
ways. It's not necessarily in terms of a job position in a, in a capitalist society. I, I think, for instance, of Elizabeth, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who I met, how long ago was it? I don't know, the 60s or 70s. And she's the one in Western culture kind of opened our awareness to facing mortality, talking about death and dying instead of putting it in the closet and, and denial of it. And so we more easily take life through the violence that's so perpetuating in our in our culture as compared to facing the inevitability of our mortality. And instead of being freaked out about it, create an ally relationship that respects life even more, knowing we don't have forever. I've got it right now, so let me be present with an open heart to see and appreciate it and give gratitude and, and experience joy and happiness and bring bring whatever your creative gifts are, sacred woman, sacred man, through you, develop them and bring them through and in, in, in service to higher will in the world for healing of the sacred. That's why we're here, to be conscious agents of, of evolution. And that transcends, so to, so to finish Kubler-Ross, example. So she went into the hospitals and she found uh, by with terminally Ill, Ill patients that uh, the people that were most helpful to those terminally ill patients were not the doctors, not even the nurses, but it was a cleaning woman, a black or cleaning woman with a low status job in this culture of she comes in and cleans the rooms, all the crap and spit and vomit and you know she comes in and and she noticed that, Kubler-Ross noticed that when that woman, it brings up tears for me, came in and worked with those, those dying patients, they felt better afterwards. Every single one of them felt better. There was something about how that woman showed up with her wisdom, knowing that she was love, knowing that she was love, and that love was forgiving, and she was giving that love energy to those, those people. Not the doctors. The doctors are doing their service, so no discredit. The nurses, of course, were doing their service, no discredit. But that doesn't feed the soul. Just like material things, physical pleasures, as wonderful as they are, don't feed the soul. What feeds the soul is love. Why? Because we are love. And we're here to give that love, to be channels for that healing light and love. And that's the purpose that every one of us has. The unique expression of it comes through our own personality and our own specific gifts. And that's part of the beauty of diversity, but most importantly, do not limit who we are or think in terms of purpose around career. If you're fortunate enough to be able to create a career way of paying the bills in this culture that feeds your souls, wonderful. But if not, most of us are not able to do that. We have to go out and struggle in jobs that more often than not don't feed our souls. And then, and then the work is to learn how to be a, still be a channel for healing, light, and love through those odious tasks that don't feed your soul. Because every moment of being alive, we have opportunity to honor our purpose. Wake up to the truth of who I am. I am love. What's my purpose in being here? What is love? It's to give it away. Be a channel for it. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one of one of our um, community members asked about if the intention we are craving is to be open to our ancestors' wisdom. How can we practice as the ancients when the ego is nervous to ask if I am love and lovable? So I'm wondering, I'm looking at the time um, and want to be you know, respectful of people's time. So I'm wondering if you could lead us through a little visualization process about asking our ancestors for wisdom guidance and recognizing that we, um, despite our nervousness of asking for that, that 
support for my ancestor spirits that we are worthy of their love and that we are lovable. Okay, well, let's drop inside. Let's okay, just cool. Thank you. Breath and let our eyelids drop down, like pulling the curtains. And <clears throat> when you're getting into bed at night and, and you're tired, so maybe there's still a little lights outside, and you got to pull those curtains closed to drop into the darkness and the, and and kind of the luxury uh, luxury luxuriousness of the soft darkness, comforting darkness. It feels good to experience dropping into what we see on the inner plane with our eyes closed which is no separation no thing and so it's a it's a quote-unquote visual inner visual reminder of the deeper reality of interconnectedness of interwovenness and inner that interwovenness includes all those who came before our ancestors going all the way back to the beginning and all the work they did through their lives and the challenges they faced to be able to pass life on down to the next generation and the next generation and the next and then all the way to us. And now it's our turn. They worked hard to survive their ceremonies, their, their, their birthing, their initiations, their healings, their dances, their prayers. They worked hard to survive, to birth those children, to feed them and and help them grow and, and, and teach them wisdom ways of being with life that respect and, and, and promote harmonious life amongst all of life, all of creation, and pass it on down the lines, our turn now. So our ancestor spirits want us to live. We're the, we're the fruits of their work, and they want our lives to blossom as full as, as, full as blossoming and, and greatest good. So as everything starts with intention, we can open a you might say an awareness channel. We can open uh, awareness channel to the fact that in the sea of infinite energy that we live in, the ancestor spirits can hear us, see us, feel us right now. And you can start to give thanks to them, wanting their help, wanting their aid, a good general uh, operating rule that, that the cosmos teaches, the universe teaches, if we're paying attention, is before you ask for something, dude, pay attention to all that you've been given. No matter how hard your life might have been in suffering, you have been given a huge amount of gifts. So take stock of those gifts you've been given and give thanks for them from your heart. Not just empty words, but energy, energy that truly comes from your heart of gratitude. Thank you for, and then whatever you're thankful, truly thankful for. The gratitude opens the doorway to be able to receive more. So we give thanks to our grand, our, our ancestor spirits, our, our grandmothers, our grandfathers, our aunties, our uncles, our, all our, all of them. We give thanks to the ancestor, to you, ancestor spirits. Thank you for your lives. Thank you for your medicine. And I'm struggling right now with my life, with my challenges, and I could use all the help and all the strength I could get. So I open myself with gratitude to you to, to receive the wisdom, guidance, the strength, and, and the endurance and courage to keep going forward through the challenges and staying connected with spirit to get that empowerment, to keep going with an open heart and waking up and wising up to live love now remembering that in this sacred moment of being alive is the only time we can experience whatever we want to experience. 
So when that breath comes in, take responsibility for your choice of how you and what you want to experience. I would, for my, my, my uh, desire is to uh, experience the richest experience of this moment of being alive that I can, opening to the healing light and love and empowerment and, and transformation and, and creativity flowing through us all. And again, the question, what do you want to create? So take responsibility for making conscious choices and may those conscious choices promote health and wellness and deep inner peace and joy and walk in your heart path, fullest blossoming, greatest good. And thank you to, grand, to the ancestor spirits for helping us to do this, help us to wake up and remember we're sacred, worthy, luminous beings. We are love and our love is forgiving and receiving. Wake up, wise up, and live love now. Oh, healing of the sacred hoop. May it be so. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love that. And toward the question and your answer, um, it also occurred to me that, you know, thinking of shamanism and, and the the sacred reciprocity and all of the, the portals of energy being open, that our ancestors surely had moments or years or times where they didn't feel love or lovable or loved. And so we can go back when we're, you know, asking for their guidance and their wisdom, we can go back and start with telling them how much we love them and they're lovable. And even if there's things they did to hurt us or hurt the world, you know, whatever the situation may be, um, at their essence is love. And so we can start off reminding them and thanking them for their love and that they're lovable and that, you know, I think could, could help with that too. Yeah. I think that's really important because we, if we, if we go back and open up into our ancestral lines, they'll find at some point, whatever your ancestors are, they got their asses kicked by other people. And so there's need for healing with our ancestors. It wasn't all groovy and light, just like in our lives, it's not all groovy and light. But uh, you can't have the light without not all rainbows and bunnies. That's what someone said to me recently, a dear friend, when I said, I'm sorry, I'm so down. And she said, friendship isn't all rainbows and bunnies or something along those lines. <laughs> Love that. So yeah. when rainbows are there, dig them. When the bunnies are there, dig them. But then learn also how to dig whatever's showing up and how to work with it. Uh, skillfully yeah. to open the doorway to bring through, the, bring through the love. And so bring it through and send it to the ancestor spirits for their healing. Again, when that's coming from our hearts, not empty words, but from our hearts, they get it. They, we, we can be the ones where ancestral healing stops. But I love going backwards in time, so to speak, present here and projecting it into the future, sending love to future generations so they can have a, a, a healthy life where they can breathe air and eat water, drink water and it's healthy and have a, have a good life and keep the generations of life going in a healthy way, honoring the diversity and beauty and wisdom and the gift of opportunity of being alive. Happy Sunday. Blessings to you all. Oh, oh, that I think that is a good assignment for us this week. So thank you so much. Thank you to all of our community members for being here today. And anything else you want to add, Poppy? Yeah, I want to say thanks for showing up in your life. Thanks for showing up right here. And thank you. Thank you for the amazing, miraculous, wonderful, amazing being you are. You are beautiful. Oh, yes. That is for everybody out there. We we are, and we thank you. Share this with your your friends, your family, your coworkers, anybody who you feel needs a little bit of the the shamanic teachings on their Sundays and to carry forward into the week. Thank you so much for being here. Oh yes, 
I just want to say, relatives listening to this, Kimberly is going to be doing a, um, a women's retreat coming up. So you'll be hearing more about that coming up. But she's got an amazing women's retreat for any women out there who would like to be able to make that time and everything. So praise be. We'll let you know. Nicole and I will let you know. All right. Thank you again. Love to everybody. Have a great week. Send us emails if you have any questions. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for joining us today. Make sure to check back regularly for more inspiration. And if you enjoyed this, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave a review on Apple Podcasts telling us what you learned. Also, share it with a friend via text or email. Remember, most of all, you are a sacred, worthy, luminous being, and we are so thrilled to share this regenerative journey with you.